Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today is, how do you learn faster by going slower? And that might sound like a contradiction, but that's why you want to listen and watch this episode. And I'm excited because we have a very special guest and we are actually going to do something unique here. We're going to do a series of interviews because I believe that listening to this could help save your life or the life of somebody that you love. And I'm really excited because we are here with self-protection advocate. He's self-defense instructor of the year, Black Belt Hall of Fame, former military intelligence. Uh, he's trained thousands of people worldwide in his in his techniques. And uh, welcome, Tim Larkin. Thanks for having me, Jim. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation for so long. And, um, you know, we've had these conversations and we're going to have future conversations. So you definitely want to tune into these episodes on fear and the mind's response to violence and also things like um, situational awareness. How do you be more observant and be able to for your own self-protection for yourself and your family? In before we go on to those topics, and that's why you want to subscribe to uh, this podcast so you get alerted when those podcasts go live, I want to have a conversation with you about learning. Okay. You know, I, I had the, the, the honor of going through one of your programs uh, about a decade ago, and it was a self-protection program, target-focused training, and it was a deep immersion. And you have, I'm, I'm kind of a geek on teaching styles you know, because I'm looking to compress so much information in a short period of time and get people real results from a training methodology. I was really amazed because you took a very um, slow approach. And at the end, we were just really fast, right. if that makes sense. Right. And so I wanted to talk about your, your teaching methodology. How does that how does that work? You know, uh, I think probably I was shocked when I started learning this uh, as a as a young kid. My grandfather was was really big on teaching us all how to protect ourselves, and um, every time I learned anything, and this this is true throughout the military, I noticed that when it got into something that was very specific and potentially dangerous or lethal, the instruction got really calm, and we learned everything extremely slow and. You know, accurate and correctness was the most important thing rather than velocity and speed. And that stayed true throughout just about everything I've ever learned when it came, you know, no matter how complex the skill set. And what was amazing was when um, you, know, you saw books, books that came out like years ago, like The Talent Code mm -hmm. and, and groups like that, that, that started talking about deep learning and how people excelled and how the best of the best have applied this well we were naturally applying it back in the military you know 30 years ago and we didn't call it deep practice during that time we just taught you know slow you know slow training basically and it was the result that we got that that was much better and i've applied this type of training to numerous skill sets and it's just amazing you know uh, you you learn much faster also you know, my subject matter obviously is intimidating for people. And so my goal is I want to calm everybody down 
and I want to access that part of the brain that enjoys learning. And I, I want to give them a task that's very easy for the brain to do. And if I add velocity out of the gate before I've given you a foundation, then you're going you're gonna to be self-critical. You're going to say, oh, I'm not doing it right. You know, it doesn't feel right. Laying a foundation with slow, deliberate training leads to amazing fast execution. Um, the highest levels of uh, counterterrorism you know, units they all do this. They all train. They, they start you know, by crawling. Crawl, yeah. The the in special operations community is called crawl, walk, run. Crawl, walk, and run. and those are the phases of training. Once you've laid down, you lay down your fit, your your foundation in the crawl phase. So think of it like a small child, you know, learning to walk. Then when you get a little bit comfortable in the methodology and in, in, in the fundamentals, you then increase the velocity a little bit. You walk, and then when you really have everything down and you you are meeting your goals that you're set for the training, you then go full speed. Oftentimes people think a new skill set, you have to learn it full speed right away, you have to be perfect at it right away. Right. It's the exact opposite. You need to lay in slow, deliberate training and uh, your brain really, because your brain doesn't know the difference between speed. It doesn't understand. It just says, what do you want me to do? When, when, you know, when I need this information, what do you want me to do with your body? And if you lay that out in a slow, deliberate manner, and people can assimilate that, then adding the velocity is the easiest thing in the world. What, what is the, the term you used earlier today? It was um, you go you go slow is smooth. Oh, yeah. It's the slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Fast is deadly. And I've used this throughout my, my, my training. And what's what people need to take away from this is, yes, I use it in self-protection. And, you know, as I tell everybody, there's never there's never something that you want your brain to work more accurately on than if your life's on the line. You want good information. You want to be able to, to execute. But what's great about that and what a lot of people have found out is the same training methodology that I use uh, works in less serious situations even better you know any new skill set you're learning mm-hmm. um i've applied it with my children i've applied it with me learning new skill sets uh i, I get so motivated that i've picked a new skill set every year and i find a really good instructor and they take me through the process and i find that by doing that i'm a much better instructor you know i can be much more empathetic mm. and i can really instruct people during that that learning phase and what, what everybody needs to understand is the mistakes you make as you go slowly and deliberately doing training are just gold because that's where the learning is taking place. You know, rather than looking at mistakes as like, oh, I'm terrible at this, I'm, I'm no good, you should actually be very happy because your body is saying, oh, hey, I didn't get what I wanted out of that, let's make an adjustment. But you do it at a rate that you can make those decisions. You're not going so fast that you don't understand that you're making mistakes. And... Um, that methodology over the years not only saved a lot of lives, but performance-wise has increased people's performances just you know dramatically. And those would be uh, two bonus takeaways from this conversation. Not only that, you know, the, the theme of what we're talking about is you can learn faster by actually slowing down and being methodical, doing the deliberate practice and the deliberate work. But two things I just pulled out of even what you just said, um, things like some people are so scared of making mistakes. Yeah, and that's that's what people. Um, you should embrace the frustration, you know, embrace that because it, it is a learning. It is a really big learning thing. Like I, I, I did something where I wanted. I realized, hey, I haven't really updated my shooting. Um, you know, I was taught years ago, um, but a lot of new, cooler methodologies have come out, much more efficient, and I haven't formally been trained in them. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it. 
well, I caught my ego. It's like, oh, well, but I'm the guy. I should know all this stuff. And I went with a great trainer who took me step by step through everything and all the new methodologies. And I made the decision to just clean the slate and not, not, and just act like I've never done this before. And I let them take me through step by step. And it really was a pleasure because I got the new muscle memory put in and I didn't have the baggage of the old way of learning or my old performance standards. Um, I allowed my performance to suffer while I'm learning the new skill set. And then my performance went through the roof. Right. I went far beyond where I was before. And um, it was there. But there's this idea that people think they have to jump right to full speed execution of everything. And, you know, and the more professionals, the, the people I hear at the higher levels of what they do, the, ex, the real experts, when you really talk to them, there's some version of what they've done where they've done slow, deliberate training. Yeah. Um, I remember talking to uh, uh, a friend of mine who went who went to the music school. They talk about it in the Talent Code, and you know he's an amazing, amazing violinist. But he said, "Yeah, he said we'd be sitting in these cabins in in northern you know northern uh, New York," and he said the teachers had a, a very deliberate uh, instruction. If they could walk by while you're practicing your piece and they could figure out what piece you were playing, you were going too fast. And that goes to the conversation. Wow. You, yeah, that goes to the conversation you and I had earlier where I do that with my students. So when I tell people to go slow, I give them a, 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 um, a demonstration of that. But what we learned, I had a white paper done on this and I had a whole science team come in and, and study this for me, a bunch of PhDs. And what we learned was we have to we have to regulate ourselves because what we think is slow if i tell you to go slow most likely you're going 40 percent too fast right and so you have to even dial that back more so we we don't really even understand what slow is mm-hmm. and um so i tell people make it almost comical almost yeah. coming in people somehow think that that type of training is going to somehow not lead to fast execution and you know, we were given other numerous examples of uh, people learning complicated dance moves. Mm-hmm. They, they break everything down slow, step by step. I told you about my one friend who was a Broadway performer who was doing a very difficult performance on real, uh, roller skates on a very small platform where people could get really hurt. And they spent six months going step by step on carpet with their shoes yeah. before they ever put skates on. And it's laying those types of foundations that will absolutely increase your performance. When you break things into parts, you know, little by little, a little becomes becomes a lot. Yeah. yeah, and the reason I do is because, you know, I'm dealing with people protecting their lives. And so I'm always looking for the best methodologies. People have this idea that they think they have to do lots and lots of work or lots and lots of practice. It's the quality of the practice that you do. And and teaching your brain how to how to do quality practice is an essential skill set. You know, for me, it's essential because I'm trying to save your life. You know, and I want to make sure I give you good information. Yeah. Um, but on any anything that you care about that you want to pursue, laying down a slow, deliberate, deliberate practice, you know, uh, foundation, it, it, it's just only going to make you better. Um, I'm excited about these conversations because I think imagination really is power and be able to use it. There was a study done at the University of Chicago where they took three groups of people, A, B and C, and had them do free throws. And then they said, group A, for the next 30 days, I want you to practice an hour a day. 
Group B, don't do anything. Group C, practice an hour a day, but just in your mind. Mentally. And they came back 30 days later, tested them. Group A improved 24% because practice makes progress, right? right? Group B, who didn't practice, same, right? No, no, no advancement. Group C, who never went on a court, never touched a basketball, just for an hour, visualized perfect practice, like you're right. saying, improved 23% just 1% less than right. people actually went out and, and did the physical practice. Yeah, that correlates with what we were finding is, is that level. I mean, and, and again, you, you want to do the physical. Right, Absolutely, you want to do the physical, but don't think that the mental training is not absolutely accurate. Because again, that's what makes us who we are. You know, it's our imagination, our brains. We're not the biggest, fastest, strongest species. Yeah, um, we can't fly, we, we don't have claws. No, we don't have any yeah. of that. So what makes us unique, what makes us, you know, um, you know, the, the superior, you know, species right now is the fact that we have a brain and we know how yeah. to use it. And, uh, and that's what really hit me. Cause you know, you'd think being a guy who is in the physical world and, you know, I have multiple black belts in, in that whole world. I can't tell you, I would say probably the biggest impact I make on people is changing their perceptions, the behavioral changes, um, that are, that's done through this type of training in their brain, not only to make them safer, but they just they get more efficient in a lot of things that they do. And I couldn't argue with the results. It wasn't the way I was initially trained. It's the way I wish I was trained. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving people the program I wish I had started with right now. And we're gonna have these conversations because I wanna, I wanna talk about how to apply imagination towards situational awareness. Yeah. And also I wanna talk about this fight or flight when people feel anxiety and they freeze you know, what, what they could do in, you know, life or death situations. Cause if you could do it in that extreme, you could do that in your, you know, in your career, Absolutely. in your, in your day to day. And so, um, what would you recommend everybody who's watching this right now talking about slow practice, you would, they would have a skill. And so you would recommend that they approach it, break it down into chunks and then do it just deliberately at, yeah. a, at a slower velocity and build up to. Yeah, the, the, there's there's no doubt. Like like you know, you guys, we gave the example of everything from learning a, a you know musical instrument to, to learn to fly, learning to dance, to read, learn, yeah. you know, me self protection. Um, it's all the same thing. You want your fundamental skill sets to be done deliberate and slow, so you can just do them accurate over and over and over again, like that. And the idea is don't add velocity until you you have the thing if you if you lose accuracy at any step of the game go back go back to the crawl phase if you have to if you're at the walk phase and and you feel pretty good you then might go to the run phase but you'll notice in the run phase oh my accuracy suffering so you drop back to walk you know yeah. it's, it's, it's actually if you can discipline yourself to do that and you, you know if you have training partners or anything you're learning you'll be amazed at how much faster you'll learn this stuff you know um I, I gave you the example earlier of uh, the interview with the musician Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. Great guy, really interesting. But he said one, he was so happy. One of his biggest breakthroughs was this new processor that he could load all of his music into, and then he could ramp it down. And so he he loaded in, they played at full speed, and then he could ramp down the tempo to about forty percent. Mm -hmm. He'd then bring all the musicians in so they could learn their chords at forty percent and they got everything perfect and then they were slowly able to ramp up and he said it led to fast execution learning the song i think he said it was almost a 40% improvement amazing on how quickly they could they could do it so when i hear stuff like that and when i hear amazing experts it, it's across the board it's not just self protection it works really good with what i do uh, and it's critical 
but it's a universal principle on learning any physical skill set, you know? I love it. Tim, how do people stay in, in touch with you? Where can they go? Uh, you know, I'm all over the place. Uh, you can get me, you know, Tim Larkin on Instagram, uh, you know, Tim at tar our Target Focus Training okay. is my main site. Um, and then if they want uh, free uh, free products, uh, great free program that I have up for an introduction, if they're interested in self-protection, surviveviolence.com. Surviveviolence.com. And so we're going to put all the links, as we always do, in the show notes at jimquick.com forward slash notes. And here's your next step, everybody. I challenge you to do this because we know knowledge is not power. It's knowledge times action equals power. I challenge everyone to take a screenshot of this episode and tag Tim, tag myself on it, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, all your social media, and share, share with us the physical skill that you're gonna apply this slow method to. Is it gonna be learning how to type or learning the salsa or learning archery or maybe self-protection? Share that skill. And, uh, and I always, I'm gonna uh, reshare and repost some of our favorites. Thanks for being on, Tim. Awesome. Thanks, man. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916-82-BRAIN. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag Quick Brain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.